This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Taz and Jim, and this time of year, pumpkins, they really get the spotlight, don't they? Big time. But we all know they're not the greatest fall vegetable. That honor, Jim, as a young boy growing up in Mitchell, Ontario, the home of Corn Fest, you knew exactly what the greatest autumn vegetable was. Of course, we're talking about corn. I love corn. Mmm, corn. I hope you really have a corn-tastic day. We've got some corn news here for everybody. Okay. Going to Minnesota, there's a man facing charges after a gunshot went off at a corn maze. <laughs> you see these popping up all over the place around this time of year, right? I love them. I love them. A good corn maze, you get in there. Sometimes they'll have like people dressed in costumes. Like a guy in a chainsaw yeah, with a chainsaw. Yeah. Um, well, a, a, uh, a gunshot rang out. Here is a witness describing what they heard and what it was like when the, uh, the gun was discharged. All of a sudden I heard his bang and I thought it was fireworks or something. Everybody was having a good time. The kids were laughing and playing and having a ball, you know, and then that happens and, you know, it was really upsetting. Why would you think a gun would be fired at a corn maze, Jim? A guy got startled by a, a ghoul or a ghost and then he shot at them because he was drunk? Maybe, maybe. That could happen. Also, maybe you got lost in the maze and you wanted to alert your friends to your like location. A yeah. No, neither of those. It was an accident. Here is the uh, police talking about what went wrong. He was removing corn kernels from his boot by bending over at the waist, <laughs> and that's when the firearm discharged. Yeah, maybe you're carrying it for personal protection, but you also have to think about the people around. You have that responsibility to make sure that you're making good decisions and that you have the equipment and that you're conducting yourself to keep everybody safe. So this guy, he went in the corn pit. They have a corn pit for kids to play in. And, sure, like and, a ball pit almost, but with corn? I think so. And the corn was, got into his boot, and uh, he was bending over to get the corn out of his boot. His gun went off. Luckily, nobody was hurt, but he is uh, facing charges for being irresponsible. It is not in Minnesota illegal, by the way, to bring your your gun to a family fun park or a corn maze. You can do that. You just got to be a little more careful. <laughs> just seems crazy. Anytime a gun accidentally goes off, I get nervous, and then it says, oh, they shot themselves in the leg, I go, phew. Because you know it could yeah. be so much worse. And if you're playing with fire, you're not putting the safety on, you're being stupid with a gun, you deserve the repercussions. If anyone's going to get shot by accident, it should be the person with the gun. Without a doubt. Yeah. If this guy was okay, though. Nobody was hit. Gun went off. Everyone was startled. And they resumed their day. Okay, okay. I wonder how many other guns came out of holsters when they heard that <laughs> shot. Waiting. It's my time. It's a terrorist. <laughs> all the kids, all the good guys with guns <laughs> ready to go. That's your corn news. It's corn. It's awesome. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Why does Matthew Perry hate Keanu Reeves? Hmm? Yeah, Matthew Perry's got this new book out. Talks about his struggles with addiction in it. And uh, he also, a couple times, like passive aggressively wishes Keanu Reeves was dead. This must be an ironic joke. This must be like hating Betty White or something. You, nobody does. I don't know. It's People are asking the question. It, it happens a couple times in the book. Matthew Perry's uh, new book is is now available, and people have noticed that when he talks about friends passing away, 
he, for whatever reason, brings up Keanu Reeves. For example, he's talking about River Phoenix. Matthew Perry starred with him in a movie back in 1988 called A Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon. And this is a quote from the book. Quote, River was a beautiful man inside and out, too beautiful for this world, it turned out. It always seems to be the really talented guys who go down. Why is it the original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? Whoa, harsh, buddy. You thought I was, uh, I, I was exaggerating, but does it not sound like... Matthew Perry is wishing death on Keanu Reeves. I would say it does. And I think that was a common joke like 20 years ago. People would constantly crap on, I think after the Matrix and uh, Bill and Ted's adventure, I think people made fun of Keanu for being the oh guy and being kind of one note. But I think in the last 20 years, I think he's grown on people and I think his legacy has moved on. I think he's highly respected now. Am I wrong? Because he still is kind of one note, but like John Wick, The Matrix, Speed. I mean, he's been in so many great movies. Yeah, you grew up with those movies. Obviously, you're going to revere Keanu Reeves at this point. He's done good for himself. But he used to be a punching bag, you know what I mean? Like back in the day, but I think people have moved on, but maybe not Matthew Perry. Here's another one. Matthew Perry talking about the death of Chris Farley. Oh, no. The two of them starred in Almost Heroes together. Remember that movie? Great movie, underrated. Uh, Matthew Perry says, quote, I, po- I punched a hole through Jennifer Aniston's dressing room when I found out Chris Farley had died. Yet Keanu Reeves walks among us. Wow. Okay, well, now he's... Now That's it's a joke. Little, little yeah. recall to the first yeah. time he wanted Keanu dead. This is dead. a callback. Yeah. I wonder if they're friends. I wonder if this is an inside joke between them. I don't think so, but like... The fact that he said the exact same line twice now makes me think it's a joke. But still, to single out Keanu. Would hmm. you be offended if I wrote a book and in it, my joke to you was that I wanted you dead? I'd I think rather, it'd be funny. I'd rather River Phoenix be alive than you, Jim Kelly? Yeah, because I think our relationship it would make sense, you know? Not that you hate me, but like in a joking, like us, you know, making fun of each other would make sense. You wouldn't take it personally. And if Keanu was friends with Matthew Perry, maybe that's a joke that they've, you know, batted back and forth before. Yeah. That's that's how I they greet know. each other. I wish you were dead and River Phoenix and Chris Farley were still alive. <laughs> see you later, alligator. Hope you die before I see you next, crocodile. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I actually didn't realize that. Uh, well, they're both Canadian too, right? What? Yeah. Matthew Perry's been Canadian this whole time? Yes. One of the friends is Canadian? Yes, Matthew Perry. Holy cow. Maybe they know each other from back oh. in the day. When they were like up for like... Yeah, jobs the on same Degrassi roles. back They'd in the be day. around the same yeah. age. Hmm. <laughs> For jobs on Degrassi, <laughs> it's the only... <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you're going to be up for. I think <laughs> what else did we make? Keanu Kenja? was on Degrassi. Yeah, well, what else is there? Yeah. Maybe maybe that was supposed to be Matthew Perry's role, mm-hmm. and Keanu stole his... Uh, I think we may have solved the mystery That's here. the one. Stole his Degrassi screen time. <laughs> peacock. I want to see your peacock. 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 Your peacock. peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? peacock. It's time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Dev, I know we kid. Toronto Maple Leafs aren't the best hockey team, blah, blah, blah. At least 
They aren't the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, it was really tough to be a Vancouver Canuck fan right now. They are the only winless team left in the NHL, and already there are calls for there to be major changes. Do they blow it up? Do they fire the coaching staff? Do they rebuild? What do they do? Going into the season, there were questions about the long-term future of Bo Horvat with the Vancouver because his contract is coming up soon, and do you sign him to a new deal? Does he want to be there does he not and i'd say uh, probably not at this point <laughs> well based on the way things are going uh i would say maybe not as well because it's it's odd the talent they have on this team to be winless and not scoring goals and right now like the root of the problem is the offense but when you look at the top six they have a lot of talent. So do you blow it up? I think that's difficult to do given some of the deals they've done. They just gave JT Miller in the offseason a long-term deal. He's a great player. Do you bring in a new head coach? Well, they just fired the head coach last year. They brought in Bruce Boudreau. If they're desperate... I say you fire Bruce Boudreau. It's kind of embarrassing for the Vancouver Canucks, but if you've got the talent and you're not getting the results from the talent, then you got to bring in some change to reinvigorate the team. If you don't want to do that, then you might have to look at some sort of on-the-fly rebuild like the Calgary Flames did, but that's easier said than done. How about Phil Kessel? Last night, we knew it was going to be a big one for Phil, but it was even uh, bigger than we expected. Hot dogs aplenty for Phil Kessel (laughs) last night. Uh, He scored not only his 400th career goal, but he also broke the Ironman record in the NHL, played in his 990th straight game. Look at him go, huh? Animal. He just can't be stopped. I, I want to see how far, <laughs> like how long Phil Castle can go. He's been playing in the NHL for 17 years now. Can he get to a thousand? Can he get to 1,100 games? Let's go, Phil. Ka-ka-ka. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Couple days away from Halloween. Have you got your costume yet? Well, we'll tell you about a costume that you're not going to find at Spirit Halloween stores. The Oakville transgender shop teacher. There has been a photo circulating of a Spirit Halloween costume package on social media. And it looks like they are selling a costume with the large prosthetic breasts and the attire of the Oakville uh, shop teacher. Mm -hmm. Not the case. It's it's a fake meme. Somebody created it as a joke, posted it online. It went viral, causing Spirit Halloween to have to put out a statement. Quote, this is absolutely not our costume. This is a bad idea of a joke, and this unfortunately has been a trend on social media this season where people are creating their own costumes with our packaging. <laughs> it's, it is a meme template right now. Uh, yeah. Is that... Is that a bad trend? I it's kind of, free advertising, first off. I kind off. of enjoy some of these. I've seen the, the fake costumes before. Like, they'll take something that is not sexy at all and make it look like they're selling a sexy costume, you sure, know? Sure, yeah. That gag's always funny. But, uh, yeah, they want to make sure everybody knows that they are not selling this costume. I can assure you this is not a spirit Halloween costume. I could assure you people are still going to dress up like this so, at some parties. This will be, I, could, I can promise you now, we will see some photos online of this Oakville shop teacher. I, now that the idea is out there, yeah. and people always go for the most extreme costumes on Halloween to stir the pot as much as possible, I guarantee we'll see some. Well, the school board also thinking that's a possibility. 
according to BlogTO, the Halton District School Board sent out a memo to students recently, parents and staff, uh, trying to nip this in the bud. Costumes that mimic the traditional attire of an ethnic, religious, racial, or gender group slash identity are inappropriate and unacceptable for Halloween at our school. I disagree. Halloween is one of the one time where everybody can dress up as a lady or a man. There's so many like ladies who dress up as Ron Burgundy. You know what I mean? They put on the mustache. Can we not dress as the opposite gender for fun? I don't can, know. Can I, I, I don't know if you can. You can't. That's nonsense. You can't if you're going to a Halton District school. <laughs> I can't be Britney Spears in the "Oops, I Did It Again" video with the red bodysuit if I want. Do you have the red bodysuit? I saw it for sale on Kijiji, and I considered it. You're gonna buy it used? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I do that. I toss it in the wash, cold wash. Yeah, I, I, I've seen a lot of women dress like men over the years. I see no problem with it. And men, and like there's, I have a couple, one friend in particular who suspiciously always dresses like a woman on Halloween. Like that's his go-to move. Uh-huh. So what, you're going to take that away from him? Well, I'm not. Come on, but, Halton. But I, you just be aware you could be offending some people and people could get angry depending on the context, right? It sounds like this statement was put out directly to stop people from dressing like this shop teacher. Sounds like it for sure, but they're making the most broadened language as possible so that it's not specific, but that's yeah. for sure what it's for. I, I mean, the whole handling of this thing has been questioned, and there is a review going on right now with the Ontario College of Teachers. They are considering strengthening professional standards in light of the controversy. Um, everybody kind of walking on eggshells about this one. Mm -hmm. So it, it explains why they're not being specific and saying, don't dress like the Oakville transgender shop teacher. They're saying, don't dress in a costume that's offensive to anybody. Don't dress up. <laughs> don't dress up specifically yes. like that. And if you are going to dress up like that, you're not getting your costume at Spirit Halloween. <laughs> Spirit Halloween wants to make that 1,000% clear. No matter what you see on social media. <laughs> it's the Stonely Crop Championships. Yep. One more day until we give out the big trophy here. The Stonely Crop. You've been working all summer long growing your plants. And we want you to be recognized for it. We got like 150 entries into the contest this year, Jim Kelly. Oh, that even more. I, I couldn't. People are still sending them into us. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> They're proud. They put a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears into these plants, and they want to share. Absolutely. And we have narrowed down our eight finalists. But, you know, I got to give props to everybody. Like, even over the last year, you can see that the plants have gotten better, more professional setups. So congrats to everybody who entered. Uh, you, you have done well. But there can be only eight finalists. And we've got them posted now on the Taz and Jim Facebook page if you want to take a look. And feel free to weigh in in the comment section. Let us know which ones you think are the best uh here first off the first entry nick uh who's got two alpacas in front of a giant plant now this is kind of a trick you know i guess maybe he's just why is it a trick well i, I mean because it's the alpacas are cute yes you yeah. think he's trying to sway the vote with I, the alpacas allegedly the alpacas are just for scale but i mean do you even know how tall an alpaca is <laughs> you know <laughs> would you have to be careful i don't know much about alpacas 
but could they be ripping buds off of that that plant and, and getting high? The last thing you want is a high alpaca to get in the middle of the road or something. Oh my god, yeah. You'd feel but terrible. I don't know I don't know if the if the weed would interact with, like, I don't know. I don't know. Again, if, we're not alpaca experts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I, they probably don't feed it to them, and it probably wouldn't be good. Great picture, though. Congratulations, uh-huh. Nick. You're a finalist. Now we got Adam here with his wife or girlfriend or partner. Maybe it's just a friend. I don't know. But those plants are huge. Two plants. They got their own gardening boxes surrounded by a fence. And it must be funny, as a neighbor to somebody who's gardening like this, around July, when you start seeing the plants peeking over the wooden fence, like Wilson. They're right up against the fence and way taller than the fence. Two and a half feet now at this point. Yeah, but when you first start going, is there a skunk in this neighborhood? Oh, I see. It's old Adam. Yeah. Up to his old, old tricks. Way to go, Adam. Yeah, we got Alex and uh, she's right next to her plants here. Taller than her. The buds look good. It's kind of an artsy picture. It almost looks like it could be an album cover. Truly, yeah. Nice next job, one, Alex. Kyle. Now these are massive plants. These have got to be ten feet. Like this guy Unless he's three feet tall. <laughs> yeah, then awesome. But like, let's say he's five feet. That's 10. If he's six that's feet, that's 10, 12 feet. That's, that's crazy. 10 to 11 feet, those plants. That's, and look at, the, I didn't realize like the, they're so far off the ground. You know what I mean? I thought yeah, he's that, been trimming. Because oh, you can get okay. rot down there, I think. So you kind of have to keep the, the branches off the ground, I think is one of the strategies. Nice job, Kyle. And we got George and the boys, all three. Now they've got like several plants all along that their fence like line. That looks like more than four plants, Jim. Listen, we're not rats here. We're just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely it looks like about fourteen. Not huge. Four but... plants per guy, maybe. There's three guys, oh, yeah, four yeah, yeah. plants. Are you allowed to do that? I Is don't it, know. If it's a duplex, can you have eight? I don't know. Plead ignorance, the yeah. boys. Here's here's two massive ones. Brent, he's on a ladder, sitting on top, and they're still taller than Brent's plants. Way to go, Brent. And Corey, that's just a close-up of the bud. You can see the fine hairs, which is a good sign, these buds. And also the crystals already forming, I think, is a good sign. means it's potent. And Blake is cradling his baby. It's about a uh, a two-and-a-half-foot bud, one bud, (laughs) cradled in his arm, the size of an infant, very purple, very thick, very nice. Blake, you did it, buddy. You are a finalist. Stonely Crop awarded tomorrow with our special guest, Rasta Phil, he's going to be our celebrity judge this year. Uh, we're, we're, we're hitting it out of the park with these celebrity judges. Last year we had Alex Lifeson from Rush. This year we got Rasta Phil, who is BFFs with Mark Wahlberg. He's a musician, a producer, and rumor is he used to deal weed to Marky Mark back in the day in Boston. Mm-hmm. I think he's the one spreading that rumor. Rasta <laughs> Phil, he's the one who's proudly bragging about it everywhere. He's a character, though, and he's going to be uh, very knowledgeable on the subject. Trust us. Rasta Phil will help us award the Stonely Crop tomorrow with Taz and Jim. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You went golfing yesterday, right? In the nice weather? I did. Yeah, I got one in. Probably last one for the season, eh? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, we were playing uh, teams. So one cart versus the other cart. Best ball. <laughs> two, two of the four of us brought leaf blowers <laughs> to the golf course. We, me and my partner, Bitsy, we thought we were going to have an advantage because I knew Bitsy was bringing his leaf blower. And sure, sure. enough, we show up and, uh, and the Beecher and Jimmy also had a leaf blower <laughs> in their cart. Because it is crazy golfing right now. You can lose a ball on the fairway so <laughs> easily if it's like kind of near a tree. 
We it's can so frustrating. We can lose a ball any time of year, Jim, very easily. I know, but rarely if it's on the fairway. I mean, I'll lose it in the water, in the rough, whatever, but like literally you hit the best drive of your life and you go to f- try to find it and it should be dead middle of the of the course and it's not. We did have to make a rule about halfway through the round where if you were leaf blowing and there was any movement of your ball, that counts as a stroke because, of course, the joke was you go with the leaf blower and like, oops, and the, yeah. the ball goes towards. It's like, well, listen, now we don't know where your ball was. Yeah, you know, you can't just you can't zip it along with the the leaf blower and not expect <laughs> to be penalized. So you guys, so one guy is like doing a drive-by with the leaf blowers. You guys are driving around searching for the ball. Is that what's happening? Or no, the greens. <laughs> on the greens. There was lots of leaves on some of the greens. So you had oh, to blow them off. Oh, I see. Okay. So yeah, you're clearing the path. Yeah, for your you're allowed putt. to pick the sticks up in front of the greens. But yeah, it yeah. was dueling leaf blowers. So we'd clear a path. And then the other guys with the other leaf blower would blow them right back towards us. Ah, uh, like angry neighbors. Yes. <laughs> Kind of fun. We should try and play a whole round with only leaf blowers and see who wins. <laughs> take a while. Let's do three holes. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim, you had something you want to ask me about? Yeah, I'm just a little confused by a conversation you're having on our text line. You can text us anytime you want, one eight three three taz and jim um, <laughs> Somebody texted us. We were talking Friday. Just because I find it weird, I've never heard this point of view from you or anybody else in my life. Somebody texted us because we were talking about what's the shortest you've ever ha- held the job and quit or been fired for. So one guy goes, shortest job, value village, one day of training and I was out. Now Taz responds, value village, I couldn't work there. For some reason, every time I go to an, into a thrift store, I have to take a dump. It's like the smell of used clothes triggers something in my colon. Love Taz. And then they respond, ha ha. Is that true? Every time you go into a thrift store, you got to go to the bathroom? Is it just me? As far as I know. It's not just thrift stores. It used bookstores as well. I don't, I don't know what if it's the, the maybe dust or, you know. It must be the smell of people's homes. Like this... this the smell of a home, a lived-in home, makes you think that you're already yeah, every, home or something? everything's all, already uh, worn in and comfortable, maybe? I don't know. Because if you're driving home and you, like, see your house down the block, your body goes into evacuation mode, and it's like, you're ready, yeah. I'm going to start priming the engine. GPS, go- I call it. Global pooping system. Exactly. <laughs> like, somehow your body knows when you're almost at your own house. Yeah, yeah. So maybe if you're at a thrift store I or have, a bookstore. There's been a couple times where I I wanted to get things going. Like I wanted to, to uh, clean things out a little bit, and I've purposely gone to the thrift store hoping that it would start the process. Instead of buying Metamucil. Yes. <laughs> I, go, I go to the Goodwill or... That's a bad strategy. Like, I understand if it makes you want to go to the bathroom, but there is a no less desirable bathroom than the thrift store bathroom, I think. There's no oversight. There are very little, you know? Yeah. Like I don't know how often they're they're clean, but it's often ran by volunteers, especially like the St. Vincent de Paul church store or whatever. Okay. You know? And I've been in a couple and they're they're rarely good. I also find it's easier to go in a dirty bathroom. What is wrong with you? Like a, a dirty public bathroom. Maybe it's because you want to get in and out of there quickly. Your body starts working with sure. you. Sure. And if they got, if you go to a nice dentist's office and they got all the fancy magazines, you start making yourself at home. Well, nobody puts magazines in a public bathroom. 
That's you in the waiting room. You take them in from room. the waiting room, oh, okay. don't you? Uh, the other one that works for me is if you go to the casino. Every time I go to the casino, that's probably like an adrenaline thing, right? You get in there, and you used to do uh, improv shows. Did you ever before get like the pre-performance? Yeah, poops. No, that is true. Yeah, that that did happen almost every show. Sometimes like a few. Yeah, <laughs> so not to get to, but like there would be moments where me and my other buddy Taylor, who had the same issue, we'd be beside each other. 10 minutes before the show, and they'd be like, where's Jim and Taylor? And, and then the person who'd been around the longest would go, I think I know where they are. It's like an excitement it, poop. I don't know what it is, yeah. You gotta crunch one out. It's like a survival instinct. It's like, get rid of everything, you're about yeah. to face something. Yeah. So uh, there's been times I've gone to the casino, and I've lost a couple hundred bucks, but I had a great movement, and I'm like, well, I'll take that as a win. <laughs> <laughs> Can't but, win them all, but, but it's uh, silver lining. In hindsight, I could have saved 200 bucks and just gone to the thrift store. Really? <laughs> peacock. I want to see your peacock. Peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? It's time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Dev, I know we kid. Toronto Maple Leafs aren't the best hockey team. Blah, blah, blah. At least... They aren't the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, it was really tough to be a Vancouver Canuck fan right now. They are the only winless team left in the NHL, and already there are calls for there to be major changes. Do they blow it up? Do they fire the coaching staff? Do they rebuild? What do they do? Going into the season, there were questions about the long-term future of Bo Horvat with the Vancouver because his contract is coming up soon, and do you sign him to a new deal? Does he want to be there does he not and i'd say uh, probably not at this point <laughs> well based on the way things are going uh i would say maybe not as well because it's it's odd the talent they have on this team to be winless and not scoring goals and right now like the root of the problem is the offense but when you look at the top six they have a lot of talent. So do you blow it up? I think that's difficult to do given some of the deals they've done. They just gave JT Miller in the offseason a long-term deal. He's a great player. Do you bring in a new head coach? Well, they just fired the head coach last year. They brought in Bruce Boudreau. If they're desperate... I say you fire Bruce Boudreau. It's kind of embarrassing for the Vancouver Canucks, but if you've got the talent and you're not getting the results from the talent, then you got to bring in some change to reinvigorate the team. If you don't want to do that, then you might have to look at some sort of on-the-fly rebuild like the Calgary Flames did, but that's easier said than done. How about Phil Kessel? Last night, we knew it was going to be a big one for Phil, but it was even uh, bigger than we expected. Hot dogs aplenty for Phil Kessel last <laughs> night. Uh, he scored not only his 400th career goal, but he also broke the Ironman record in the NHL, played in his 990th straight game. Look at him go, huh? Animal. He just can't be stopped. I, I want to see how, far, <laughs> how, like, how long Phil Kessel can go. He's been playing in the NHL for 17 years now. Can he get to 1,000? Can he get to 1,100 games? Let's go, Phil. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Oh, no. The world's dirtiest man has died. <laughs> what a legend. Yeah. What a shame. He lived until he was 94 years old. Mm-hmm. He was Iranian, lived in Iran. Uh, he was referred to as Amu Haji, or Uncle Haji. And there have been profiles on his bizarre r- lifestyle that have been produced over the years. 
the big thing about this guy, he hadn't had a bath in more than 60 years. <laughs> this guy's pitcher has been floating around for a while because he's he looks like he was like almost like a chimney sweep. He was so covered in dirt. Yeah, he's a dirty guy. He yeah. hasn't taken a shower in 60 years. Yeah. But that being said, he looked pretty good for his age. 94? Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, he looked not like 75, you know, I would say. Yeah, or like a hard, like a hard 68. Now, when you are covered in soot, it does fill up all of your wrinkles. You know what I mean? So it's hard to tell. Tough to tell what's under there. Yeah. That's true. This is the crazy part. Villagers, uh, where he lives, persuaded him to wash for the first time in 60 years. Guess what happened? No. Got sick after he took a of bath. Of course. Doctors, researchers, scientists say there's no connection between him bathing and his death. Hmm. Probably had more to do with him being 94. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a heck of a coincidence. I don't know, man. All that dirt was keeping him together. I, his immune system was probably so used to it that when all of the other bacteria was gone, all the new bacteria coming in, he couldn't handle it. So it wasn't just no bathing. He was uh, the world's dirtiest man because he didn't take baths, but he also avoided fresh food, opting instead for rotted porcupine. <laughs> that was his go-to snack. Not rotted, fresh porcupine around? Rotted porcupine. This guy is living life like he's the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> he would smoke a pipe packed with animal excrement. Whoa. So he's smoking literal poop. Uh, he also would hack darts like crazy, smoking several cigarettes at once. <laughs> this guy, like a like a loot, he'd have them all in his mouth at once. Now he did do one thing that is conventionally uh, thought to be healthy. He'd drink up to five liters of water a day, but it was out of a large rusty oil can. <laughs> <laughs> is, there's not one. Clinically healthy thing this guy was doing. <laughs> Everything was wrong. And how? He, he lived until he was 94 years old. Man. <laughs> you probably never get sick because nobody comes near you to spread germs True. in your direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, that's interesting. Well, if you want to try the latest uh, health craze fad, stop showering and start smoking animal poo today. <laughs> Rest in peace, Uncle Haji, dead at age 94. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.